Pica Pica. What's up, y'all? We back in this bitch. Back like we never left. Mm -hmm. Like we never left, but we did because it was a holiday break. This is my time. Yeah, it's our time. This is my hour. Yeah, it's our hour. This is my pain. This is my name. This is my power. Fucking love Wet. this record. If it's my rain, Woo. then it's my shower. Bang. This pole position, I made a lane because they bucked uh, out. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yo. Hey, Motivation hey. is missing. I'm but I'm King, King Push. This King Push. I rap nigga about trap niggas on What's up, y'all? This is Tressy. And this is Cedric. And this is Ben. And we are through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's get to this motherfucker. Woo! Man, that was a great intro. We did it pretty good. I think we locked it down. We should, we should totally save that one for later. Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> somebody write it down in their phone. Episode 90. 90's the one. <laughs> 90's the one. The episode 90. Holy shit. Holy shit, right? I love the 90s. Oh, the 90s. shit. The next 10 episodes got to be 90s episodes, yo. We got to do one 90s favorite for we, each we, one. We got to... Uh, Until we meet 100. Oh, my God. We're 10 from 100. God damn. Holy shit. We've been doing this shit for hella long, guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, WTF. It's been a minute. It's been quite a 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bars. <laughs> All right, well, today we are going to go ahead and give you guys our um, recap of 2018. I know we were trying to have a live podcast for that, but unfortunately that fell through. But we have a special thing for you guys coming up, uh, hopefully in the spring. Yes. So... Be on the lookout for that. But since we can't do that live recap, we're going to do a live recap here. That's not live. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's recorded live. It's recorded. You know, it's like it's like fresh frozen. Like, it was fresh, and yeah. then it was frozen. That, exactly. So we're going to freeze this up for y'all so you can have it on <laughs> we Wednesday. It, we'll pack it up for you later. <laughs> it's live. It's live, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going to go through a bunch of stuff. We're going to go through, you know, of course, the themes of, of 2018. We're going to go through the tops of all the music, top five of this, top five of that, type whatever. And then we're also going to go through... Some of our Grammy predictions. So, to just start it off, let's go ahead and go through these themes. Um, a couple of themes that we um, recognized throughout 2018 was criminal justice reform. Even though in my notes it says criminal just reform. <laughs> criminal just reform. Yeah, just reform. Just reform. <laughs> you fucking criminals. So, you yeah. need to stop being criminals. And change just reform. Just reform. Just reform yourself. Become a, you know, no. upstanding citizen. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> PSA, through the crate. Exactly. <laughs> nah. But um, on some real shit, uh, there was a lot of talk about this. I mean, Meek got arrested um, for popping a willy. Yep. Jay-Z helped out with that. I mean, what else did happen in regards to the criminal justice reform this year? Um, There's one thing that happened... Right in or not? December. What else? Or like elaborate on that too? But yeah, go ahead. Uh, there was um the First Step Act. Yes, that mm. was um signed into law, and it 
it basically eases some sentencing for federal crimes. Yes. So it gives like judges more more leeway in sentencing for things like uh crack yes cases. Yep. Interesting. So uh it reduces a lot of the Min, uh, mandatory minimums. Oh, okay. It That's reforms good. three strikes. So instead of three strikes and you're in for life, it's three strikes and it's 25 years. There you go. Um, uh, it, it retroactively, I think the 2010, um, brings parity to crack and powder cocaine. Yeah. So it, it brings parity to that. So instead of like disproportionately putting more of an emphasis and stricter um, consequences on crack cocaine, which we all know impacts Why minorities more. Why would they do that? Ah, amazing, <laughs> right? Um, it, it, it brings it all back so that now crack and powder are on the same level, which is, I mean, it's the same fucking drug, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, and something else that was in this act that I didn't realize until I looked it up, mm-hmm. um, apparently before this act passed, you could legally... You could legally um, shackle a pregnant woman. Uh, yes. What? So that this act outlawed shackling of pregnant women. Yeah. So you could shackle like pig tie, like. You could you, you you could put a pregnant woman and tie her up, not tie her up, but you know, like, yeah, ankles, the- wrists. Even though she's pregnant, yeah, there was no restriction on that hmm. until now. So, you know. I wonder who fought for that. Yo, I mean, I'm just, I know it's, it's not, I'm not saying like it's dumb or anything like no, that. It's, it's just interesting. It's interesting that it was allowed. Yeah. Another interesting thing that was also <laughs> now finally uh, made um, illegal, except in very specific instances, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, solitary confinement for minors. Oh. So they uh, could do that before. Another one. Yeah. You know, and it's like... You, you throw a minor in there, they get messed up for a long mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, their brain's still fucking developing. Yes. You're just gonna... That's that's horrible. That's bad. So, you know, I don't want to say, you know what I'm saying, hip-hop helped pave the way for this, because this parts of this thing were in works during Obama's presidency. It just... The Senate never looked at it, because, you know, it was a bunch of Republicans at the time. Um... But I'm also not going to say that it didn't play a role in it mm-hmm. because hip hop is pop, and it's you, you call know it that and stuff. Meek Mill, oh nice. Meek Mill uh, was pop, a big popular. Was a big figure. Mm-hmm. When I mean pop, I mean when stuff happens in hip hop, it's news. Right. It's newsworthy. People know about. It. I can't tell you something that's going on in the rock world right now because nobody fucking cares. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nobody but, fucking cares. <laughs> 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 but it's true. If a rock star does some shit, you don't. It's not like it doesn't make front page news. But Meek Mill popping a willy. At least it popped up in my news. Maybe other people care about it. I just don't. Um, it's my bubble, right? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's he was when when he finally did get out. What he was on CNN. He was doing interviews with people. Yeah, he was on all the news channels. All the news channels, and he was clapping back on mm-hmm. reforms that needed to be made. And right. You know, lo and behold, we actually did get some agreement between Democrats and Republicans enough to actually do some positive things. Right. So that's good. It's great. Good stuff. <laughs> nice little pause there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, and then we also have 
a theme of like hip hop changing popular culture. So the innovations that hip hop brought on, the technology that hip hop has brought on. I think we can see that when we have people like Chance the Rapper being able to be um, included in the Grammys with a free album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he basically got so big they couldn't They ignore couldn't ignore it. him. Exactly. And so, and, and hip-hop did that. You know what I mean? Um, hip-hop being so popular right now is, is, is changing the way, like, because our culture has always been popular. Mm. Um, mm. For the most part, I guess. Sure. Like, they've always, they've always bit off of what we do. And now they're biting so much more that, like, you can't tell what's, what they what they're really into or if they're just doing it because it's popular. Yeah. Um I, I think there's some things about the structure of hip hop that makes it able to change faster than other genres. Hmm. Like, let's say that you were um you had a band and you're like, yo, I want to do a different style. I want to get a sitar or something, you know, mm-hmm. like you gotta track somebody down that can play that, mm-hmm. you know, figure all out with, with a session artist and then right. record it and everything. But if you want to go really wild and radical and you're like, yo, I want to play my song except I want to slow down the hook. Right. It's like, you just do that. You can, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much freedom in hip-hop. Yeah. Um, and songs are going from... I mean, <laughs> we saw a lot of this. Songs were going from created to monetized mm-hmm. in such short amount of time right. in 2018. In I mean, minutes. I mean, yeah, what was that that song that we... <laughs> making fun of the other day, Mo Obama, Mo Obama, Mo Obama, Mo Obama. I don't sorry. F- like, come on, guys. <laughs> fucking anyway. Yeah. Um, how he made this freestyle song where he literally just hopped in and like a minute he was just one taking the shit, and he's got hundreds of millions of views on YouTube because it's catchy as fuck and everyone does that shit. Like if you like, whenever we're freestyling, we keep we. That's like that's like the beginning of of trying to figure out a song. Like you continue to do the, like the same thing over and over until you can figure out like is this how I want to keep it? And he just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna put this this uh, idea out." Like, and it whatever. worked. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I still say Ryan Leslie started that shit. Ryan Leslie. <laughs> he had a song called Gibberish, and it was him just laying down a bunch of uh, ideas, no words, <laughs> over music. But anyway. Uh. I mean, you know, do your googles. Part of that <laughs> is is um, obviously streaming music. Also, I mean, right? The how easy it is to get your music from the studio, from where you're recording it, directly to the consumer. It's like you don't need that middleman. You don't need that big label. You know, like Ben was saying, where you don't have to get the whole band together and have somebody spend all this money and master it, and then and then you ship out the tapes, and the tapes have to get pressed by somebody, and it's like. You don't have to do all that shit. You literally can just record it in your living room, put it up on SoundCloud, put it up on YouTube, and just watch and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And when you eliminate that that middleman um, and go straight to the consumer, I think it benefits hip-hop more than other genres because it, it just streamlines the whole process. Right. It, it does. I do think that it has changed some of the delivery process in a way that I don't like in 2018. How so? Just because we've had more things like uh, singles that just exist by themselves and projects that you really could have seen as being albums, being split into different EPs that drop somewhat randomly. I think Nipsey Hussle kind of made something, uh, a comment like that is like, 
us as fans, when you d- deliver music in that way by putting out just separate c- singles or like like how Big Crit was doing, like the three, the trifecta. Right, and things, then two more and then two more after that. We end up having to put together an album ourselves because um, our playlists, you know what I mean, that yeah. we put together, like, oh, I know this song would go good with this song. And, and it's like kind of relieving the uh, artists of that kind of pressure of putting together an album, which is, I think, bad and good. Yeah. You know, like, yes, we want the new music, but we also want, like, do do your fucking work and put together a fucking project. So I get I get where you're coming from. I think that you can get together, like, playlists that are good and you can right. have, like, an hour, hour and a half of, mm-hmm. like, a good listening experience, but you find out that you don't have these engrossing albums like... Like we've had in the past, right? And it's it can be little things like when you have ad libs throughout an album that tie everything together and make a story. But um, it's definitely something that we're we seem to be losing in the as we move towards more towards singles that you can monetize in a certain way. I think it's kind of reminiscent of when we had like <laughs> rap was dominated by ringtones, well, right? But <laughs> right. Was, it was because the again. How people were consuming music changed at that time. When yeah. when ringtones were big, we had Kazaa, we had uh, what was the fucking other big one that got shut down? LimeWire. Li- li- it was LimeWire. Lime there was you know all this shit where you could a fucking big one that got that fucking Napster. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Uh, Napster. Um, but that's when people were consuming MP3s, and you were making your own CDs. Mm-hmm. And now people are streaming, and it's nobody's buying. Nobody's buying physical albums anymore. I think it was last year, seventy five percent of music was consumed through a streaming service. Okay, seventy five percent. Do you remember when we, we were talking earlier about uh, the Netflix movie where you choose your yes. choose, choose your, your adventure? adventure. Bandersnatch. 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 Yeah. Snatch. 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 <laughs> I'm a ban your snatch. Oh. <laughs> I'm a ban your snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a wild idea. Got it. Choose your own beat. Ooh. I mean, a song is just like matched up with something based on beats per minute or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a thing that happened like in the early days of like MP3s. People would get (laughs) (laughs) that. I'm not going to work to make it. You know, just just make it. That would have been a nice thing. (laughs) Don't give somebody else the idea. But it's tight. Like, I remember when we had, there are all sorts of examples, but like, um, what was that? Life of Pablo yeah. came out, and there were certain songs that he released that that had alternate versions mm-hmm. with different beats. Yes, it's like, hey, maybe that is the future. Like how true, but then I feel like that kind of muddies up things if you if you start doing things like that. It's a change, though. Yeah, and it's gonna change. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's gonna go that way. That but is something an interesting direction. It's, it's an interesting direction, and it's something that is. Innovative and they use mm-hmm. technology. And exactly. if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be hip hop. Exactly. I mean, think about like the way Travis Scott did the whole bundling. Because right. it's not it's not even just the, the innovation of the technology and the innovation of how to make money as well, because we're not making money by album sales anymore. Because all the streaming services are making money off of that because right. we don't get shit as artists. So F- fifteen hundred streams equals an album sale. Right. Yeah. But you get every penny from those fucking streams, and I get like, I don't know. Anyway, um, what do you mean? Uh, so he was he was bundling, he's bundling his, his album, album with with his merch. Yeah, brilliant. Basically, exactly. brilliant. I don't know if there was a price point, but basically anything that you bought 
came with an album. You buy mm-hmm. a T-shirt, you also get an album. Mm-hmm. You buy a sweatshirt, you also get an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And uh, it it one of the things it did it really upset Nikki because right. she was kind of going this up. This is my there. week. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Travis. Why took, does she sound like Mickey tweets. Mouse? No. no. How Mickey dare you? <laughs> Mickey Minaj. Mickey Minaj. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a persona that, that she's got she got it on deck. Right. For sure. <laughs> there are sure. different Nikki's that she could pull out whenever. She can do that. <laughs> but y'all know who started that bundle shit, right? Who? Talk. Jay-Z, Samsung. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. And they didn't, and he changed the game because Nielsen didn't even count it. Or I think it's Nielsen who does the yeah. actual... They didn't count those as album sales because they were given away. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yo, Samsung bought a million albums and gave them away to the people. They're like, nope, sorry. And then next time it counted. But right. he was just so outside the box. Like, we, we don't fucking know what to do. I mean, if we even want to go further than that, like, this didn't happen in 2018. Fucking Nipsey Hussle selling albums for $100. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, all, all I got to do is sell, like, what, 10000 Yeah. That's 100000 or whatever like that. I can't do math. But, <laughs> I, I but, think that's a million dollars. Million dollars, right? Million dollars no. each. Huh. We cannot count in our head right now. This is what computers does to you. But um, but yeah, he was selling them for a hundred dollars a piece, and it, I think it was the proud to pay movement that he was he was doing exactly. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. So like, be proud to pay for the art that I'm providing. If so, you like my like I, you want to support me. So in, so in, in this avenue, and Jay Z bought a bunch of those. He did. But in this avenue, I have to give Rock credit because the first music person who I've ever heard do like a pay your own price for music, again, we're, we're backtracking tangent here, yeah. Yeah. was uh, Radiohead. Yeah. Mm. I believe they were the in first Rainbows, ones. In Rainbows was the first album where they were like, you can get it for free on our website or you can pay whatever you want to pay for it. And they still made a fucking shit ton of them. Of course, because they're fucking Radiohead. Yeah. But the, the concept of hey, pay whatever you can for my music. If you want it for free, whatever, you can have it. If you want to support us, support us. And it, w- it was shown to be successful. Yeah. It, it's mm. basically like one big trend I've seen is a lot more bundling. And <laughs> it's kind of annoying, but this weird variable price, depending right. on how you come in. Like um, you can buy a tw- or you can buy a $30 t-shirt for some rappers and get a free album. Or you could buy like a $60 ticket to a different rapper's concert, and then like for $3.50, you also get the album. Huh. So, yeah. I think it's almost like they're, once you cr- spend the money to create the album, like it's all just like uh, incremental costs. So, right. if I'm delivering it digitally, I can give you to you for a dollar or for $12. And it doesn't cost me more either way. I'm just trying to see how much I can get out of you. For right. a product that's already been made. Right. And and more people who are listening to the music, because you know they're streaming it. Mm-hmm. So again, you're making money per stream, and it also gets you an album sale. So then you you make that money back in the streams, and then you get the notoriety of having a high-charting um, album, which then just helps your brand. Yeah. I mean, uh, Taylor Swift was doing bundles with her shit, with her... With her uh, uh, was Reputation? It her, her tour. Her tour. So yeah. when you bought a ticket to the tour... You bought um, the album too, right? And so I mean, it's it's not just hip hop who's using it now, which is again mm-hmm. innovating. Letting motherfuckers know we started this shit, Bitch. kind of Radiohead, but yeah. 
That too. What are you right. saying? Radiohead isn't hip hop? So, <laughs> hip hop is fuck. <laughs> but all in all, hip hop is always on the cutting edge of innovating, uh, you know, everything that has to do with music and music consumption. Um, it, so then sure. the last thing I think that was a huge theme was social media and marketing through social media. Oh, um, Lord. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, so there's... Oh, Lord. It's... <laughs> Come on, go ahead. It's just... This is one of the things that I'm... It's like a double-edged sword, you know? It's... Some people can use social media well, marketing-wise. It's wise, a power. And then some people, evil. it's like loving hip-hop to sell records type shit. And I'm... Um, Kind of the, the, the... Oh, yeah, The yeah. tomfoolery that goes on with some of this bullshit. Like... yeah. I mean, I mean, who was the biggest name in 2018 when it came to online notoriety? It's fucking six nine. This true. motherfucker's in jail right now, right? <laughs> because the Tom Foolery finally caught up to him, right? I mean, and it's funny too because you say finally, it was still quick though by regular true. standards. By regular standards, that is true. That but is true. In the 20, in 2018, 18, like that, that was a long ass. Yeah. He, he, long, he lasted a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> say, Shit. 2018 was a decade. Yes, that was a crazy Seriously. decade. <laughs> Seriously uh, But yeah I mean that that's proof Of how it can go wrong I mean Clout chasing mm-hmm. I believe that was a term That was made very popular In 2018 Yes Clout chasing Chasing for sure uh, For sure And it Resulted in A whole bunch of I mean Fucking there's Nicki some, Minaj And Cardi yeah. B Was just all Marketing so I felt the, like So there's there's two parts of it. So there's mm-hmm. the the smoke and mirrors part, and there's like the dangerous part of it. So the smoke and mirrors part, I think I would attribute to like the Drake, the Cardi B, the Nicki Minaj. Um, well, Nicki Minaj kind of in the Cardi B thing can also go into the dangerous part because there was some a- actual physical. There was art, an altercation. Altercations. Yes. But like the Drake things with um, fuck, what did he do? Well, you remember the Shiggy thing? The Shiggy challenge, right? Right. So. Like uh, little things like yeah, the in my feelings, whatever. Oh my god, tangent. Coley made me play this. My nephew made me play that song twenty thousand times. How old is your nephew? Three. (laughs) Twenty thousand times. Twenty thousand times. That's like that's like twelve records. I know. I just I sold twelve albums. Sold. Sold. But yeah. Anyway. But yes, he he did the whole Shiggy thing. He had, you know, she. I. They say that it happened organically. But that's again the smoke and mirrors to me. Well, that's it's bullshit because it came back later. He pay, he promised Shiggy money, yeah, and then Shiggy came out. But and- it could have it could have it could have happened. I think we had this debate when when it happened too. It could have happened naturally, and then Shiggy and and Drake's team meeting up, and then Drake's promising something and not following through on it after the fact, or even after that, that whole altercation could have been bullshit. Because right. then then Shiggy <laughs> I, was in a video with Drake. After yes. that. And that's what I thought. Remember, I told you, I was like, I think this is just play. It's all this bullshit. Play. So, like, the smoke and mirrors, like, the things that you do, like, there's... I think it's just, like, social media makes things hard to believe. It makes everyone, or at least me, cynical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I don't I'm know... skeptical of everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we talked about this earlier in the year with... Um, there was a specific incident with, like... I think it was, like, Nicki Minaj and 2 Chains, where... Does that even make sense? I think somebody was future. trying to... Future, thank you. Where they said they were dating. Yeah, and it was the kind of thing that... It, it, there was no... There was nothing behind was like, it. don't throw my name in this. Right. <laughs> 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 no, 
I was so big. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, she just <laughs> got married last yeah. year. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the kind of thing where it was like, okay, this is stupid. It doesn't make sense. But, um, you know, just play coy because it's keeping the name out there. Exactly. This is a buzz. We're, we're going to exactly. ride whatever thing because as long as they're talking about it, they're going to think like, oh, yeah. And I remember that song. It's like anything to get a little more press, yep. get a few more streams, more talk. And mm-hmm. everybody was going along with mm-hmm. that. And uh, one of the things that was funny was, like, this dynamic between 50 Cent and 6 9 Right. Because 50, yes. 50 was, like, the originator of this bullshit. The trolling. Yes. The trolling. <laughs> the troll of the century. The, the all-time troll. Like the 50 King had a trolls. great trolling year. No, 50 is great at that shit. He had a great the trolling year. The reason why he's year. so Wendy good at Williams, that shit. Williams, Floyd Mayweather. Mm. He was getting in, in. this year. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> He was like, who want the smoke? Y'all can all have it. He's the king of the trolls, man. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yes, this, the smoke and mirrors thing. And then there's the dangerous part of, of, of social media where we have, like, things that happen with, like, XXX. Right. Um, we have things that happen with Kodak Black. And then, again, 6 9 um, When it came to XXX, um, what was that? Um, what happened with him? Well, I mean, he was, would, the, he was just... Well, he did kind of switch, I guess, his shit around. He did become more positive towards the end, yeah. but yeah. he was definitely posting. I mean, he was known for fighting fans. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, beating up his girl. Right. You know, and this is stuff that was posted, and this is stuff that was seen online. Right. He lived and died on social media. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, he met an untimely death at a car dealership. Right. Or motorcycle dealership. But still, I mean, yeah, yeah. got set up. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, he died over nothing. 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 Yeah. So that's the dangerous part of being a troll and, and doing things for for likes and for clicks and, and stuff like that. And, and like, uh, being that accessible. Exactly. There, that, right. was, that was a common theme. It was like, you know, your fans are watching, the feds are watching too. Mm-hmm. And so are the ops. Mm. Exactly. You post a picture, hey, I'm at this dealership. Oh, okay, we know where this nigga's at. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the dangerous side of it is if you're if you're too accessible, if you're too out there. I mean, even Kodak Black was everywhere on social media. And of with course guns. With guns. Yeah, that's how they got him. Yeah. He was doing a live stream. They had kids in the fucking house. They had they had guns. They had drugs. This motherfucker's on probation. Right. Like, like what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, um, uh, it's 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 funny though because it's what they use to become popular, right? right. Yeah. If you're if you're a nobody but, and you start you know doing this, you you can do illegal things online and show people, but mm-hmm. the people that are going to get you in trouble aren't watching. Right. So you build up a little you know fan base or whatever, but people, especially when you get that notoriety, yeah. There there's there's an inflection point that has to happen whenever you're doing this rap thing you need right. to start thinking about things differently and it's also stuff like hey who owns the music that I'm making mm-hmm. who's watching these things that I'm doing and you know are you watching your back to make sure that um, you know you have rights to things all this stuff that's supposed to happen and supposed to change how you approach stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of rappers aren't changing that they're like it worked for me before I'm gonna keep doing it right which is exactly 6 9 story and which is why he got caught up. Like, you were associating yourself with people that you probably shouldn't associate yourself with in the first place. 
your 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 money was gone, and then now you getting indicted for some shit that I don't even think you even knew about. Not even knew about, but like you didn't even like you didn't really know what you were getting into. But you they, know what I mean? But they got you your ass. Yeah. You you can get charged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think sometimes with social media, I I. I go back and forth with this with this topic or with with this thing just in regards to our podcast too like what is integrity versus popularity like how do you keep your integrity coming up cuz we are we're grinding we're trying to get up up into it how do you keep an integrity about yourself but also still get noticed there's a balance out there that that hasn't really been perfected I guess uh well, the, no? there's something to that, but then there's also something to the uh, the shortcut mm-hmm. because that's the cheat shortcut. code. Yeah, yeah, it's like no cheat codes when you when you start to get noticed and you're like, well, I want to really make a name for myself. Then it's like you could work really hard on your craft and just show them that you're gonna outwrap everyone. You got bars or like you're innovative in your way you think, or you just like. Go on live and go crazy, you know. Just be. But how wild. long? But that's the thing. Is like, how long is that going to take? That's going to take a lot longer to be noticed. How? When's the the tide going to change? Because the tide for whatever you're doing can change. It's well, true. I mean, when it does change, look at what happened to fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony just recently. Hmm. They got Migos made a comment about yeah about them being the best rap group, and then Bone Thugs was like, fucking, shut up. They're legends, right? Yeah. What the fuck are you even? Having an opinion on this for right. shut the fuck up. Let your record speak for itself. Right. Y'all know this dude Busy Bone got on live with a shotgun, flexing, and the cops showed up at his door. <laughs> Wait, oh, was it Busy Bone? It was Busy. I, I, I it was, was Busy. I was unclear about was which of the bones it was. It was which Busy. Which of the bones? <laughs> it was Busy. You got it caught was? on live. Yes. Light skinned things, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's not just the young people. Yeah. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? You a grown but, ass but, man, and that, bro. And that's where I think I, I I go with the integrity or like in the the need to be noticed. Like that's what social media Cloud is doing. Chasing. Exactly. It all comes back to these 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 words. It's like what are we doing when we when we're like try, we're, we all want to want our art and our things to be heard. What are you gonna do to get there? Yeah. Well, I think that um, you know, the- oh, God. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> really, you, you got to be willing to be a little humble and and Ooh, I patient wish I had too. That on there, be humble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think one person that that kind of um, is is not afraid to like take the long way is like J Cole. Yeah, it's like you guys might not talk about me twenty four seven. But I'm gonna. But when gonna I come keep, out, you talking. Yeah, I'm gonna yep. keep grinding. I'm gonna keep working on the craft, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's someone that, that came out of 2018 with respecting. That well, is for sure. Well, on that. Yeah, I guess if we're gonna talk about J Cole and music, let's uh, let's uh, get into our top uh, five albums, huh? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. a roller coaster of emotions. Yes, it exactly. It was a lot. That's, that's, that's what happened when I tried to figure out my top five. It was a lot. Oh, all right. Um, we're going to start with... I think I'm going to go backwards, guys. What do you mean oh, backwards? What's you mean backwards? like the... The last one. And then number one is... The, yeah. The yeah. 
I'm going to go backwards because the one, the first one is the one that we all want to talk about. Okay, so then what are we talking about first? Let's talk about I mean, the, the first most surprising artists. first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the most surprising artists of 2018. Uh, I guess I'm going first. Yeah, sure. I want yeah. to. <laughs> I think you got it. All right. Well, I had Lil Wayne. Okay. That was surprising. Yeah. I was surprised at the album. I was surprised at how good it was. It wasn't like fantastic to me, but I was surprised that he was still able to deliver such a a good album with some introspective things, like for him to go into depth about some things about his life and about his his um, addiction and things like that. I thought that was really interesting. So that's why he surprised me this uh, this year. I can co-sign that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was shocked to, to see that that whole thing got resolved. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm fucking I'm just finally albums, but yeah, that like even even in, like life. That was yeah. interesting to see that that was resolved. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank God it was because then we got that album to see that he's still, you know, sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was Royce the Five Nine. I was really surprised at the um, complexity of the Book of Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was well, well put together. It was. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't listen to a lot of Royce, and when I listen to this, it really surprised me to see that he had the ability to actually put nice, good songs together. Because he's always super rapidy rap. Mm-hmm. So this, this was surprising for me. Then I had Meek Mill, Championships. Surprising because he's on his grown man shit. Um, you know, I, there's not really much else to say about that one. And then I think I'm going to leave it at that. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. I wasn't really surprised by Black Thought. But I, I wanted to just talk about that because I didn't include him anywhere else. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so is, is, is your surprise artist kind of like your honorable mentions list? Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I okay. got more because okay. I have others. No, I'm, it's I'm, fine. I'm going to list fine. them real we quick. Can, we Earth can... Gang, Mac Miller, and then everybody else said. All right. <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention slash you surprised me, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> there was one thing that surprised me about uh, Royce of Five Nine. Because, mm. you know, I... The book of Ryan was good. Yeah. But also the fact that it was also the year of uh, Prime 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. I was just like, oh, this is, this is interesting that he can, like, Deliver on have, aspects. Yeah, yeah, he had enough rhymes. He could, he could do it enough that he can release two projects like yeah. that in the same year. I think not knowing the artist that he, like, not knowing him personally... But I guess kind of thinking in the space of an artist, that would be a fun two type of projects to work on. Mm-hmm. One is super personal, where you're literally telling your story. True. And the other one is you just spitting bars. Yeah. So right. like that's an easy divide, I guess, a space to be as an artist where you're like, all right, this, this one's all about me. Mm-hmm. And this one, I can just have fun and just fucking just spit some fucking fire. Yeah. I think that's one of those good things where you don't feel the pressure like, well, I'm making one new thing, so I want to put everything good on this, right. even if it breaks up the flow and, yeah. you know, harms, like, the cohesiveness of it. Yeah, but, I mean, that's... Uh, it also shows his talent, that he was able to do those things. You right. Know, right. Divide his time up like that. Um, but for me, I mean, the biggest surprise for me, I've really only got one, mm-hmm. was Smino. <gasps> yeah, that's a good one. Um... 
I mean, Smino had a bunch of features on a bunch of other, like, local shit. I mean, with Saba and Chance. You know, he's kind of r- running that camp. But, like, yes. his project came out. And I was like, holy shit. This was, this was pretty good. Have you listened to his pro- uh, previous projects? I honestly hadn't. Okay. That's why he's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That's why I put Book uh, Ryan in mind because I don't listen to a lot of his projects, and that's why it was surprising to me. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed the project. You know, I thought he was coming, bringing something kind of like new and fresh to the game, and it's damn it, it was a good year for Chicago. Right. So um, that's why I had Smino on that list. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have your surprising? Mm. Uh, I I didn't really have too much because I. Lil Wayne was a surprise because he came back and he actually had a, a project that f- felt consistent and even contemporary. There was a whole lot of danger of it being like a weird mismatch of years worth of material, but yes. it actually came out okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I was also a little surprised by Saba because of uh, how how personal his project was. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone that young getting that deep Mm-hmm. It was a little bit surprised me. Nice. Cool. All right. What was the most disappointing artist uh, and who we were looking for more from, basically? Oh, I'll start this one off. Young M.A. Mm. I had high hopes for this young lady. Yeah. But her last big song, Ooh, mm-hmm. came out in, what was it? 20? March of yeah. 2016. I was going to say, like, three years ago March or something like that, but that's two. of 2016. It's almost three it's almost years three. now. Yeah, almost three. And we still don't have an album. Right. You know, and she hasn't even been releasing songs. She's been releasing random little freestyles, and it's like, fuck, can you not make a song? Like, it, it, it makes and me worried. It makes me worried. I think that's what we're seeing right now with, with her. Like, that's kind of what it feels like, because every little freestyle she drops is kind of like, okay, we've seen that before. Yeah. Where's the new shit? Where's the development? Where's, right. you know what I mean? And I don't think I see that from her. She's stuck in that same little box. And it sucks because I, I... I really had some... I had high hopes for her. I know she can rap. hmm I know she can rap, and it's... I think she got kind of got caught up in the mix, you know what I mean? I mean, she's producing porn. Got caught up in the mix. <laughs> she's making I mean? money, yeah. you know? Maybe she's, like, finding out other things that she wants to do, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it's just kind of... Kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, so that that was my biggest. I, I was ex, I was expecting the album this year. Twenty eighteen yeah. was supposed to be the year she dropped it, and she didn't. So, mm-hmm. where you at, young Ma? Huh? What about you? Um. Well, I think or unless you want to go on with more. Okay. ASAP Rocky was a big one for me. Because mm. uh, you know That's he's a good one. he's got a long history of like making you know good music. And kind of, like, being all over the place, like, playing with the old and new sounds. But when he when he started releasing his singles, I was like, this really is not connecting like I was expecting from him. And his album was a disappointment. Yeah. Huh. I... You know what? When I was going back listening to it, I enjoyed testing more after mm-hmm. we reviewed it. Them prior. I don't even think we did review it. I, th- I think we skipped it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I listened to it then when it came there out. There wasn't a lot of, like... I, d- I didn't think we... We didn't really want to review it. There right. wasn't a lot of marketing behind it. It wasn't anything that 
made us feel like, oh, like besides the strength of him being a good MC. Yeah. But there wasn't anything crazy about it. I mean, like he had great singles coming from that album, but like. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm surprised. Okay, because I, I know you're you're like an ASAP fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably. I think from all the stuff that I saw out of him in 2018, he could have he could have done better. Mm. Then you dropped that song with Tyler last year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? Potato salad. Yeah, I love shit like that though. Just some random yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, I have two artists that were disappointing for me. Uh, first was Eminem. <laughs> I was just about to joke and say Eminem. I was like, yeah. oh hell yeah. Okay. Eminem is definitely disappointing for me. I mean, from his angry album to his lackluster response to uh, MGK. It was just like, it was like, womp womp. That's basically all it was. It was just a bunch of... Yeah. So it was that. And then I also have Vic Mensa in there. Oh, again, he's actually on my list too. I'm sorry I didn't make it. I'm so sorry I didn't yeah. bring that up. The worst and the best of Chicago, right? I mean, <laughs> I sometimes I feel... So when No ID was here, he was talking to me about Vic. And I was telling him, I was like, I love Vic. I think he does really well with, um, like, he's a great, he, he could sing, he could rap, he's a rocker, he's a rapper, he's like, you know, I love people that are multifaceted, like, have a, a bunch of stuff. But one thing that No ID said, and he asked me, he was like, but is that good or is that bad? And what I'm starting to to find, like when he dropped Hooligans, Hooligans was all over the place. Oh the autobiography, my God. whatever he called, it's everywhere. Um, the his his actual project, all over the place. And so what I'm starting to realize is that he is a great songwriter, but you can't put all that shit on one project. Like you have to have some type of flow, some type of something, a and theme it, to hold it yeah. all together. And it just it just seems like chaos. And he's such an amazing artist that I think could go further, but I don't know if I want to hear him singing on every track or if I can hear him. I feel like sometimes he does things himself just because he can do it. And I think he needs to enlist help from others. And I don't know if he wants that. At least that's how I hear the music. That's what it feels like. And that's why it was disappointing. He he sounds very confused in a lot of his music. Is he going to be a... And we're just fucking passion fake, but it's cool. Uh, like, like, is he gonna be that voice for the people and speaking up on certain topics, or is he just gonna be a young kid who does too many drugs? Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he wants to be. So I think he needs to deal with some personal shit. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like he, he's been very vocal about what he does deal with and what he's, you know, like he's gone through therapy for sex addiction, for a lot of things, and. I don't think that's a that's nothing to laugh about. Like people have those addictions. I don't think that's something that's funny. I do. When it's, Why? When, when it's coming about Vic Mensa. Why? It's just it's funny when famous people. Here we go with this no, rich no, people no, rant. No, 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 no. It's not even rich people. It's when famous people use the oh I'm I'm going through these things, so I'm going to go through this class, or I'm going to go through this program. It's like it's like fucking um, uh, the dude who made a Jew comment. He's like, "Oh, I'm an alcoholic, so I'm gonna go through rehab for for alcoholism to solve my." It's like 
take responsibility for your own actions. I don't think he's not, not taking. And I'm not responsibility. saying all the time it's the thing, but it's like. So what if you're not if if you are aren't taking responsibility? I feel like that is taking responsibility for your actions by trying to get better by going to these things. You're blaming it on a, an addiction. But sometimes an addiction. Blaming your behavior on an addiction. I don't think you understand addiction then. Like I don't think you've ever been in in front of addiction then, because addiction. Like if if someone feels like I'm never gonna tell you you're not addicted to something, because if that's how you feel, you're the only person in your brain that's gonna know how to how you feel about that. So if this these people are saying like like oh I have this like I understand what you're saying um like oh to get out of the public ridicule I'm gonna say right. I have this. That's what I I'm get, that, that's the only point that, I'm making. Is it makes me question it with Vic Mensa because he's had these little hiccups along the road. But to me, I think he's... But if you also listen to his interviews and listen to what what he says, like, especially on The Breakfast Club and all those other things, he's very honest about, yes, I've I've done things in my music. I've, I've, and I've also talked about it in interviews, and I know I'm not a perfect person. I know that there's things that I want to do, and I know that there's things that I want to say, but I also know that I, I will be a hypocrite in, hypocrite in saying them. But I know what these right things are, and I go to therapy, and I go to these things like... I try to figure out and analyze what's happening within myself okay. and go to classes. So that when you laugh at things like that, to me... So he, he, he admits that he's a hypocrite. He admitted that in the interview. Hypocrite about what? You, you just said, he, he's like, yeah, I know I'm a hypocrite. I know I might say this and do this. Well, like, if I, he admits that, then that's fine. I don't think like, it's... I think it's... He's like, yes. I, not in those words, but yes. Okay. He says, like, that. I think you just don't know it and you see something different. Like, you just... You don't... I don't watch all his interviews because right. he's kind of an annoying person to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm just going to be... He's kind of annoying to me. Okay? My thing is, but, if somebody says, I'm addicted to something, I'm not going to laugh at you. That's all it is. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Talking out of both sides of the Tangent. mouth. If he, if, if he admits he's a hypocrite, then you know what? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think you're aware of it. I think it's a familiar thing when you have a young rapper that's... Kind of battling with enjoying things like the money and women, you know, all this access stuff, while also realizing like the things that they need to speak on because they're the real problems going on in the world. And mm-hmm. it, I think it happens over and over again. I think it's okay for you to be confused. I think it's okay for you to want to speak up about things, but also have flaws yourself. No, for sure. You know. I think I'd probably give more of a pass if the, if the music was better, too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the music's not there, so it's just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I get you. Um, but yeah, those were my two, my two disappointing. Um, what about producers of the year? 2018. Do you guys have any producers? I have one that I, I, uh, I'm not happy to say. Kanye what? West. Oh, okay. He was my... Back pocket producer that I was gonna bring out, but yeah, I think he did really well with Tiana's "Gonna Love Me" or most of Tiana's album. I think he did really well with Push, Push's album. I think um, I love that I love it song, but he didn't really produce that one. I don't think actually. I don't think he produced that. Did he? I think he had a a piece of it. Yeah. Um. But I think he had a good year production wise. There were good songs on Nas's album that he produced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, production-wise, I think he did well. Everything else, well. I mean, even the, the whole rollout wasn't great, but... No. 
I mean, the fact that he was putting back to back to back to back projects out. Even that song on King C Ghost. Decent. What's that one that you always have me listen to? Oh. Where it starts off with a little. Oh, what is that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, that one was good too. So I think he did really well produ- production wise. Anybody else want to go before I go for my next one? Go ahead. Um, so mine is going to be more on the producer side and less on the beat maker side. Uh, and what I mean by that is someone who actually like produced several projects for us this year, but not one personally themselves. Um, K-Dot. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, he executive produced Black Panther soundtracks. Right. He executive produced Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, two great albums this year. Uh, and like you can hear his presence on all the songs. Um, not even saying he even wrote necessarily made a, a lot of the music, but the fact that he was in the room kind of guiding things and guiding the production along. I mean, he made two really cohesive projects um, with other artists. Mm-hmm. So I think it just kind of shows his flexibility and his his ear for music that he's able to step outside of his own artistry and and see a, a bigger picture for a project and kind of put it all together and hold it all together, which I thought was pretty freaking dope. Right. So, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one that's kind of cheesy. Okay. And it was just uh, Take Keith. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was like, so yeah. many big hits. Yeah. Like, um... He was the Black Boy JB guy, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Take Keith, holler at me. <laughs> no, for sure. Nonstop. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got... I think that he was on mine, too. Um, Look Alive. He has Nonstop, Sicko Mode. I mean, just great singles that came out this year. He had, he had a great year. It'd be interesting to see how he could keep that going. I think, like, one of the guys that I look at is um, just a, a a good example to follow is um, Mike Will. Right, right. Like, you know, he he had, I forget what years, he had one year that he was, like, really hot, but he's he's been able to keep a business going yep. just by, like, understanding, like, the different levels of the business and, uh, working with different artists. But yeah, definitely could not avoid Tay Keith production this you year. You could. You're right. You're right. And everybody's doing that dance. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it. So yeah, producers of the year. That's what we got. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wrong one. Wrong one. That was wrong, sad. One. wrong one. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. And now the Topic or category that we've all been waiting for. Album of the fucking year. All right. Top albums, guys. I'm not starting this time. I'll start. Yes. Uh, Do it, man. Okay. So first, I had a little trouble with this because I found that I did not love as many albums (gasps) this year as I I'd have to say I was the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think that part of it is I, I... I had a lot of projects that I wanted more from that just kind of let me down. Like, you know, Testing was one Mm -hmm. because there's so many good songs on there, but there are also so many just forgettable and weird ones. Right. Uh, Another one was um, Stay Dangerous 
by YG. Mm. Like he, when that his first single came out, I was like, man, I'm so hyped for this album. And then I listened to it and I was like, it feels like it loses steam. Right. And it was just kind of a disappointment in one way, which still bothered me because there's so many songs on there that were good. Yep. Like the song that he had with Ty Dolla Sign was like probably one of my favorite of this year, but the album just wasn't what I hoped. Right. So I'll, I'll just run through what I liked. Okie dokie, Smokey. <laughs> okay, so for number five, I had the Carter Five. I think that part of it was just, since it had so many songs, it helped it be like, there was more that I wanted to listen to because there were a lot of songs that I liked in it. But I did not think that it was very consistent. There were some songs that I just did not like in it. But the fact that it was so long, it had a lot of good songs in it. Okay. It's Uh, yours that it... Whoa, what the hell was that? Okay. Wake up. Yeah, you can't yawn on the mic. That's, that's horrible. Um, was yours in a particular order? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I put mine in order. I mean, I'll, I'll try. You, I, it was easier for me to know the ones that I didn't I'll try think and the order in right now. Okay, Carter amazing. Five. Uh, Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine. Nice, nice. I thought it was, you know, I thought that the, the rhymes were good. The storytelling was good. It was, it was very... Very good album, even though I didn't listen to it as much as I probably should have mm-hmm. during the year. And then uh, after that, I had Drogas Wave. Mm. Uh, Lupe's album, it was it was a little surprising to me. Like, from the start, I was like, oh, you know, it. I didn't have to fight with it as much. It came on, I was like, oh, this is good music. It didn't get as much from me because it was just, like, so dense. And it wasn't, like, party music. It wasn't like I used it to get hype for anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that it'll really stand the test of time. Uh, and then J-Rock's Redemption. Mm. I thought it was, you know, possibly just, like, one of the, the really great albums just because, um, I don't know. It's just, it's it feels more authentic than a lot of stuff that came out, and he's obviously really serious about his craft and the work. And then the one unfortunate thing is that it feels like you're getting some Kendrick Lamar. A little so, bit. A little bit. <laughs> Like, just his his hand being on the album made it so much more accessible mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was it was great. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go next, Ed. That was well, on five. He has one more. The last one oh, was Astro World. Oh, and duh. I know I should have known that. <laughs> I think I think there are some reasons why people think it's cheesy, and and I really liked it. I think I thought that it was just so great. And it was not a bloated mess like something like a what was that? Um, Culture two. Culture two. Thank you. Like exactly. yeah. twenty four, twenty two, twenty four songs on it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Travis spent so much time doing collaborations and being on other people's stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was on the Black Panther soundtrack. He was on the Carter Five. Uh, all all the stuff like that. And he he was he didn't feel the pressure to throw everything into one album and throw every feature. And it was funny because it was an album with tons of features, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like he was trying to wedge it in to say, hey, look, this person's on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, Astro World was very theatrical, which is something I loved about it. But Cedric, go ahead. Man, we didn't share a single fucking song, bro. <laughs> a single album? They, they, or album, whatever. Yeah. There, was, there was no interlap at all. That's fantastic. I don't think we did either. Yeah, me and... Me and nope. Not not a single not interlap. Not a one. Not one. This <laughs> not, is a lot different one. than last year. Not a lot different. One. Yeah. A lot different. Um, 
if anything, I think it speaks to... So my overall views of the year were there were a lot of good albums. There weren't like a lot of great albums. Right. You know, like there was a lot of stuff that I enjoy, but the number of classics that came out this year, potential classics, I think are like not that Love. many. Yeah. yeah. Not that many. You yeah. know, it's... A lot of good, a lot of good work. There's a yeah. lot of great it's like work. Listen to stuff, yeah. but I just don't know if we're talking about classics. No. Yeah, it was like not one of those where I'm like, oh my god, that one. Uh, it was hard for me to pick though, it because was. of how many great albums there were. I mean, I thought about Astral World. Um, I, yeah. I thought about Lupe's. I think the thing that kept me from the Lupe's was, or some of these albums that I was toying with is like length. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some really long albums, there were some really short ones. So it's like, you give more credit to the long ones for having more songs on them, even though you might throw some away. Mm-hmm. Or do you give credit to the ones with the short ones, it's like, oh, it's just short and sweet. And it's like, I love all of the seven or five, or whatever fucking many songs are on it, you know? Right. So I can, uh, it was tough. Yeah, was I can tough. add to that about the Lupe one too. Like, I know that I couldn't get past the storytelling on... Uh, I think it was like the third song on there. Where he's listing all the names of the, of the slave ships? You hated that part. Huh? Where he's listing the names of the slave ships? No. Well, yeah, that part, I think, on one of those songs was was crazy. Like, that was fine, but, like, he, he likes to do it in, um ex- like, in exhaust things sometimes. <laughs> but I also understand he's trying to get his point across. Yeah. But um, the storytelling on the third song, I couldn't get past it because it was so good. And then, so when I start to listen to everything after that song, it's like it's you like, getting let down. Yeah, it just it started like getting me, it, and then it started getting weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love Manila. I love the. I think it. I think it's Manila, and I think there's a song after it. That's the song I'm talking about because it's like one, two, three. It's like the first act of it. Like maybe the first four songs are great, yeah. and then after that, it becomes kind of. Exhausting. I thought it was. I thought it was a great project. It was good. Like I listened to it quite a bit. Like when I listen back to my 2018 stuff, that song that I'm talking about <laughs> that I cannot remember the name <laughs> of, um, continues to 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 come up. But yeah, I'm gonna look um, it up. Yeah. So so for me, um, it's not really in a specific order because I was battling this. Um, but I'll go with the choices that I made last, I guess, and I'll work my way up. So this, this is kind of in order, I guess. So, um, Black Thought, Streams of Thought, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, I wish I could have put one and two together on this, but I had to omit Volume 2 because it just did not match up to the level of Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I even tried playing him back-to-back, and it's like, he's like got a different energy on the second volume than he does on the first one. Mm-hmm. And then that first one, he's just like, him and Ninth just fucking link up, and it's like, Ninth's got the drums that are fucking tight and... And you hear like Black Thought come with that, that just like energy and passion on the mic. It's just like God, damn, bro. And yeah. every fucking song on that thing is lit. Um, and you know, Black Thought's like fucking one yeah. of my fucking favorite, Your favorite of all time, time, of all time. For sure. Um, so yes, uh, definitely streams of thought, beats, rhymes, lyrics, flow, everything's there. Um, next up for me was the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, I mean, I just. I never would think that I would even enjoy a soundtrack as much mm-hmm. as I did Black Panther. Um, it was a pretty big moment for the culture, just the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have a soundtrack that was so cohesive with so many different artists and 
to still kind of tie in and to that movement that the movie had kind of created, I thought it was great. Um, and it was just a and pleasure to listen to. I mean, I, I went back and listened to it again. I was like, holy shit, I love this song. Oh, shit, I like this song too. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I like this shit too. Shit, Schoolboy Q? Fucking Abso? Hell yeah. Like, everybody's on this thing. I loved it. Um, uh, one thing too, uh, it feels like a lot of the people that came on that album, they just really brought their A game. Yep. So, you know, some people that you might listen to some songs and you're like, well, it was okay. Like, when they, when it came to this, they it's like Kendrick was letting them know how serious it was S-O-B-R-D. and how, how much you expect. Yeah. yeah. They stepped it up. Because, holy shit, I listened to their album and it was not yeah. good. Oh. Oh. Horrible. Oh. Let's be glad you're not from Oakland because otherwise I'd be forced to like you. Because um, <laughs> they're from Vallejo tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one for me, fucking The Return of Kid Cudi. Kids See Ghosts. I loved it. You're at three, right? You're yeah. at three of them? That's yeah. my three, yeah. Okay. Kids See Ghosts. Loved it. Like, seven songs. Kid Cudi's back, and it was like on his thizzle. Loved it. Okay. You, you got to understand, too, that uh, Cedric was not the biggest fan of Kanye at the time. I wasn't. And the music connected so much, he could not ignore I it. I couldn't ignore it. I don't care. Yeah. He, I don't he, care. He, that, that, was his, that was his album. <laughs> I don't care. Like... The man had the red head on that gave him superpowers to make that album. It's fucking... It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Except don't ever bring up that red head on It's here. hard, bro. <laughs> uh, the beats, fucking... I'm free! Come on, man. That motherfucker hard. <laughs> uh, second, or n- n- number two, I guess, so we're going backwards, will be Saba, Care For Me. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that album. Um... I didn't realize how much I loved it until I saw that fucking concert. And I'm like, oh my God. Thanks again, Ben. Uh, fucking the tone of it, the passion in it, the fact that he was dedicated it to his dead cousin. Like, it's love, bro. And it's a story that a lot of people unfortunately can relate to. And right. The passion, and it's like a, it was like he was literally just putting his soul into mm-hmm. that music. It was the, it, I would say it was the most Chicago album of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, Chicago was fuck. Yeah, very. And, I mean, in the topic, I mean, it's everybody in Chicago, who's from Chicago, I mean, they know somebody who knows somebody who... Knows John Walt. A lot of people know John Walt, I feel like. I think John Walt was like... For this, like, music scene that's bubbling right now, yeah. I feel like everybody did. I didn't, but yeah. Right, <laughs> you know I mean? right. But yeah, everybody but yeah, that, that was, I know knows that guy. It was a huge impact, and yeah. the songs were great. The lyrics were great. Mm-hmm. He can sing, he can rap. Like, it was such a tight album, such a tight project. Mm-hmm. And number one for me, still stands the test of time, even though it came out at the top end of the year, mm-hmm. was Nipsey Hussle Victory Lab. Oh, that yeah. That motherfucker was so good, like... I went back and listened to it. When it production-wise, just the the quality of the, the the songs, it was it was mixed, it was mastered, like all that shit sounded so fucking top notch. Like I even was playing some of the songs on my fucking my cell phone, and I'm like, holy shit, it still sounds pretty fucking good, even on my cell my cell phone speakers. Um, so yeah, Nip just came through, and 
he's been consistent with the videos. too, releasing a video like every couple months, but just still, every time he drops one, you're like, fuck, that song was good. Fuck, that song is good. So, Nip is my number one of the year. West Coast, what up? Nice. Okay, well, here's mine. Uh, was they... there any interlap there? I mean... Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she looks um, mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some... I never, I didn't really have them in order, but I'm trying to put them in order as we, that's why I told you guys to go first. I'm going to go with my fifth one. I think it's going to be Anderson Pack Oxnard. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason why I like that, I like the, the music of that one a lot. And I think he has the best protest song in the world on that thing. Yeah, it's a badass song. It's a fucking badass song. Trump's got a love child. And I hope that bitch buck wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the, the, the funkiness, the differentness of that song. Uh, I love the beat changes. I love the lyrics. I love the just the 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 way that he sings on there. There are some some times on that album where I cringe because of Dr. Dre, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know I I also realize that he's super influenced by Q-Tip. Like if you listen to that album and listen to Kamal the Abstract or huh. you know what I mean. Uh, or the Renaissance, or something like that. Like those ones, like you can hear the influence there, and I think that's probably why I gravitated to this one. I made that realization actually this morning in the shower, is because of course I'm a huge Tribe Called Quest fan, and Q-Tip and Ali Shaheed Muhammad did a lot of the production. Um, uh, so, not, not on Oxner, but like a lot of production throughout Tribe, and then also um, Q-tip. Q-Tip's Come solo community. So. Yeah, I, I loved that one. So I'm going to start off with that one at five. Um, next one, I think it's going to go to J. Cole K- KOD. He's at num- he's sitting at number uh-huh, four. Yeah. So I wanted to put Astro World on my list. Astro World is not on my list. I'm going to give you guys a, <laughs> uh, uh, a spoiler here. And the only reason why I realized I wanted to put Astro World on my list is because, one, I went to the concert, and two, um, everyone else is saying it. And I realized that that's the reason why I was about to put that on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never, when I listened to like all the songs that I listened to in 2018, not a lot of those from there. So I was like, Tressie, stop trying to be a hype beast. Took that motherfucker Don't off. Don't do it. And then what I realized is I listened to KLD quite a bit. Really? I actually really enjoyed it. I don't know if, how good of a like review I gave it when we first came out. I think I gave it a pretty good review. I think you liked it more than, yeah, I know you liked it more than I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we don't remember what we did. But as I listened to it throughout the year, it grew on me a lot more. And I loved I loved the messaging. I loved the music. I love um, the alter ego Kill Edward. I loved the suspense behind it when it was coming out. Um, so, yeah, that one was good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Next one. It was a good I, album again. It was the year of a yeah. lot of good albums, you yeah. know? So, it's this list could be... I'm glad it got mentioned. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm glad it got mentioned. Just not by me. <laughs> now I got to remember which one was my thirds. Or, yeah, so I went Oxnard, I went KOD, and now I'm going to go... Platinum with no features again, by the way. Right. Now I'm going to go J.I.D. DiCaprio, too. I listened to that one so fucking much. I love his... The way he could transform his voice, he can also sing. Yeah. I love the features he has on his album. He's got Meth. He's got Joey Badass. He's got a ton of p- people, and are not even just the features. The production on there too is very different, very awesome. Like you, he can go to so the Joey Badass and Meth song is very like New York, 
like boom bap shit, but he also has 151 rum. 151, you know what I mean? Like the way mm-hmm. that he manipulates his voice and does things. I understand that he does uh, things similar to Kendrick Lamar, but as I listen to his album more, I see the difference. I see the separation. Yeah. Did we talk about it? I don't think we, we talked about it. We didn't talk about it because so, it came out. It was uh, weird timing. Yeah. So my thing with that album was I thought it was really good. It showed a lot of technical skill, mm-hmm. but I felt it lacked cohesion. Like there was no... Like, why did he make this album? To put a bunch of songs together to, to display his skills? Or is there, like... There wasn't, like, a... It was nothing connect holding the album together. He was he he raps a lot, but he doesn't mm-hmm. rap about, about a lot. He raps rap very well. He raps very well. I think he well. raps about a lot. But I also think... I think I understand what you're saying. Is that there's nothing that's leading into the other songs. Um, maybe, but I think... What I heard on this album was him displaying his skill because yes. it is his first album. Yes, he's and, definitely displaying skill. I'm yeah. not I'm not doubting the man's skill. Yeah, he's displaying skill. He's displaying and then also over fire ass beats. And yes. like almost every song is a fucking banger on that thing. But what are they about? Some of them are bar- are about women. Some of them are about telling his friends to stay off of drugs. And if you smoke around me, I'm gonna just knock that shit out your hand. Some of them are, are just him talking his shit. So, like, that's why I say, like, he is talking about things. Um, and that's why I actually love that one, um, that album. And then number two, Saba, Care For Me. Mm-hmm. Number two, I mean, that one got played throughout the year so much. Again, I just got to echo exactly what you said, the fact that he was, uh, and you, uh, Ben, I was pointing to Cedric and Ben, what you guys said, the fact that he was able to put together such an emotional uh, album and have it resonate throughout the city and actually, you know, throughout the states. I think um, shows his prowess, shows his his skill, shows his influence, and what it means to stay true to you and 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 be self reflective and analyze things. And I think that that was his storytelling ability, his um, the way that he can use his voice and the way that he can sing was awesome. And of course, number one. Nipsey Hustle, Victory Lap. <laughs> that shit was so good and so surprising. I can also put him in the most surprising thing too, but um, that one was really good for me because he uh, made me like I was. I, I work out to dedication rap niggas. Uh, last time that I check, all the time. <laughs> like you know, like it's just that album is so motivating. Yeah, I mean, and like the fact that his whole thing is called the marathon and. Like the victory, like it's it's so inspiring and everything that he talks about, like I don't have the reason. There's another reason I or another thing I wanted to bring up. Like Meek Meek Mill always talks about, like, or everyone's talking about how Meek Mill's grown up. And he's talking about all this shit, and everyone's like, "That's the album of the year" type of thing. But Nipsey's been doing this shit not only on this album, but on albums before. And so Nipsey's been doing this for a while, and I, that's why another reason why I put him up there. Like he's not only putting together fly shit and saying it fly, but he's also educating your ass at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nip was great. Nip was great. All right, that's pretty okay. I mean, we actually mix in. So I'm 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 glad you all said the albums that you said because I struggled with a lot of those same albums. Like Redemption was on my short list. Same. Um. KOD was actually not on my short list, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I don't have anything from TDA. I'm not a real TDA fan. But, I Astro mean, Black World, Panther was on my list. I mean, 
just a few. I'm just gonna throw out some honorable mentions. Yeah, go ahead. Just, just real quick. Flatbush Zombies, Vacation to Hell. That was that bad. It was super long. I think that was yeah. the thing that pulled back from me. It was just super, super fucking long. Yeah. Denzel Curry Taboo. That was good too. Was but a good one. Not Again, as good I think the ones there was that I just yeah. better stuff just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the execution on that one wasn't quite there. Like he divided it up into different parts and it didn't quite work out exactly how he wanted it to. Um, Still good. I had Anderson Pack on my short list. Yeah. J Rock. Mm hmm. Pusha T. Daytona was on my short list. Pusha T was um, definitely on mine. He told us it was an album of the year. He did, he, but he couldn't he's not, convince it's me. Not, it's um, not matching up to Nipsey. It's not, and I mean, who, I'm not taking anybody off my list to put, you know. Put, yeah. Kids yeah, Ghost sure. was better, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of yeah. good shit, though. That's a lot of good shit. All right, do you guys want to run through these? I'll just read them off and you guys tell hey, wait, me. Wait, one thing, too. Yeah. Uh, um, just... Worth mentioning that Scorpion came out this year, and we True. had lots of discussion about Drake's inability to have a classic album. He and doesn't make albums; he makes song, he makes hits. Like, yeah, it was it was just like one of the biggest albums of the year, and nobody was talking about it. Nobody right. in that sense of like album of the year. I don't know, man. He's his, just outside of regular hip hop. His, his close. <laughs> to cl- so if you want to force a classic on Drake, tangent. Yeah. It'd have to be Take Care, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. If you want to force a classic album, if Drake has to have a classic album, it would be Take Care. True. But I... Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, half of that shit was The weekend, so... <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into these Grammy predictions for 2019. Let's do it. All right, so we got uh, the best rap performance. We got Be Careful, Cardi B. Uh... Nice for What by Drake, King's Dead by Kendrick, Bubbling by Anderson Pack, and Sickle Mode by Drake, uh, Travis, Big Hot, and Sway Lee. Um, who do you guys think is going to win, and who would you want to win? I, guess, I think we should do it that way. What was the category again? Category is Best Rap Song, or excuse me, Rap, rap Performance. I don't think that um, Cardi B should win. Um, I want, so I can tell you right now, I want either... Anderson Pack or Kendrick Lamar to win. So the Kendrick Lamar song is probably one of my least favorite ones from the project. I love that song. Even the la di da di da. Yeah, that's. Fuck me yeah. in the car. Yeah, that's 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 the problem for me. Sickle Mode is really good though. I think Sickle Mode actually might win. Sickle Mode will win for me. I think it'll win for the fact that it's the most recognizable, and yeah. that's how they do the the voting. Or God's Plan. Hmm. Is God's Plan on there? I don't have You said best there. rap song, right? Rap, no, rap, rap performance. performance. Oh. It's the yeah. first one. Oh. So, yeah. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be Sicko Mode. Probably. But I'd like it to be King's Dead. Actually, Bubbling is so good, though. I don't know. Like, I, I, I keep... King's Dead just seems to be controversial in my mind just because Future's part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what? Sicko Mode? Yeah, I'm going sicko mode. All right. All right, ba- best rap sung performance. Uh, we got Like I Do with Christina Aguilera featuring Gold Link. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Pretty Little Fears with uh, Black featuring J. Cole. This is America, Childish Gambino, All the Stars, Kendrick Lamar, SZA, Rockstar, Post Malone, 21 Savage. Rockstar and Like I Do, y'all can go sit down somewhere. 
Pretty Little Fears. I don't think I've ever heard that one. It's a decent track. It's good. It's I good. want This Is America to win. I'm, I also want This Is America to win, but I can also see all the stars winning. I can see all the stars The Academy owns, owes Kendrick, and they're probably still going to be trying to make that up. Mm-hmm. Which, so. I, you know, just full disclosure. The Academy. The Grammys. The, oh, yeah. sorry. Is it, is it the Academy? No, yeah. it's the Grammys. Right. You're right. right. <laughs> the Grammy Academy, right? No. Nah. What are they called? I don't called? know about that one, Seth. Oh, just music right. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, when I look at it, I honestly, I, I see Rockstar winning. And that's just because it's it was such a huge song and it, you know, being from a rapper like, you yeah, know, Post, Post Malone, Malone is. Featuring 21 Savage. I think it yeah. appeals to the kind of people that are doing the voting. I don't want, I just, I don't want them to win. Yeah. I hate Post Malone with a passion. Um, I don't know who, I, I feel like it should be This Is America or All The Stars, but I, it's really a coin toss to me. I'm not yeah. sure which one I really like more. Um, best rap song. God's Plan, King's Dead, Lucky You, um... Sicko mode and win. Win would be awesome, but I think God's plan has got it. God's plan's gonna get it. And if it's not God's plan, it'll be sicko mode. So, I mean, Drake's gonna right. win either way. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one of those two for it's sure. It's one of those two. I mean, King's Dead. Eh. But it is crazy that Kendrick has two songs on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so does Drake. About to be uh, some discussions next this year coming. We'll see. All right, <laughs> let's do that. I'm with it. All right. Um, next one is best rap album. We've got Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, Mac Miller, Swimming, uh, Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap, Pusha T, Daytona, and Travis Scott, uh, Astral World. I think Victory Rap should uh, Victory Lap should win, and I think it's going to be between Astral World and um, Victory Lap. Unless Cardi B decides to uh, steal the show. What do you guys think? Well, I just got to say something about Victory Lap. I think that it earned its place over here, but it was quite a shock to me because um, only people that were really paying attention to hip-hop seemed to talk about the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it deserved all the talk. I I think he's getting talk outside of that. I actually know. So... I mean, that I'm, could be me making. That I'm sure up. you've had these conversations with Matt since he mm. is on the board and he's kind of helping to get some of these nominees even on the list. There's younger people who are kind of coming in and are like, "Yo, we gotta," or just people who know more about hip hop who are kind of in those decision making rooms mm-hmm. when it comes to this kind of stuff. I haven't had too many conversations about that because he's one of them. He's one yeah. of the ones who's like, "Yo." He brings it in. Yeah. yeah he brings sure. the, the hip-hop element that yeah. a lot of people in the Grammys, they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that there's more of a... There's a smarter thoughts behind who gets nominated, but then when it comes to, like, the voting, it's right. just wide open. Right. So everybody who's a member can vote, mm-hmm. but the nominees are put up by the heads. Right. So who gets in there to yeah. be right. nominated? So that's why, you know... Victory Lab being in there is probably because of somebody like Matt being like, yo, Victory Lab was dope. But I also think it has to do with um, Nip being signed to Atlantic now. And for that album. Exactly. For that album. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the push, the marketing, the fact that One everyone... Album, Nip Nip was kind of a business genius when it came to this album. Yeah. For sure. What do you think about the fact that Cardi B's on there? I think it's ridiculous. She's even... 
she's even nominated for album of the year overall. I, I mean, she she produced a great album. I I'm not gonna lie, like that wasn't a bad album. I just don't think it was good enough to be um, in the Grammys or be nominated for. I think it's just hype, to be honest. Yeah. Because we didn't shit on that album when we reviewed it at all. No, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it's Grammy worthy though. I think part of it is just the the, the sheer popularity of it. Exactly. And how big of an impact it had on the rap world and the pop world and just... And I hate to say that about, about you know, a fellow female, but, like, it, I got to be real. You know what I mean? Like, it, I just don't think it it stands up against all these other ones. Like, if I'm... If I'm putting it up against... Yeah, if I'm putting it against... But, swimming, what, if, but like, what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't? What if there was no female representation in this category? That would be discerning. Right. This, There'd uh, be that a would problem, be discerning. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. then if you if you know you want to have representation so you got to throw somebody in there? in there. Who do you put in there? But the, I but don't the want, hottest I don't need, thing But again, I don't want a pity throw. That's fine. She doesn't have to win. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think Mac Miller is? Rest in peace. I know it's fucking oh my god, right? The dude just died, but that wasn't that great. I listened to it again and I was like I'm trying like I'm I went back and listened like okay, maybe I missed something here. Yeah. I didn't. It's I was, not that great. I was looking at that like there's a good chance that that wins just there's because of everything happens. There's a great chance happens. that it wins. There's a great chance that it wins, at least in this category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but who, 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 who do you think is going to win, though, for real? I mean, right. I, I think Astroworld gets it. I, th- I think Astroworld, just think because Astroworld, it's, it, it is a good album and then it's well-known. Recognizable. Um, I, I wonder if uh, Pusha would have a chance just because, um, you know, there was hype around it and it's so short that you can listen to it so quickly. Right. <laughs> All right. I mean, there's... I hate to do this, but there's... I mean, hip-hop is represented hugely in the freaking In the Grammys. general field, yeah. yeah. I mean, the general I mean, field. Record of the year. I like it. Cardi B's in there. This is America. Dr- God's Plan. All the stars. And Rockstar. Fuck that. It's, it's huge. <laughs> Album of the year. Invasion of Privacy. Scorpion. Uh, Beer Bones and Bentley's. Dirty Computer better win that, but... Uh... I'm actually... And it's Black Panther. Dirty. I have to say this. Dirty mm-hmm. Computer and Masego's album uh, were two amazing pieces of work. They were. D- uh, in 2018. They were. Dirty Computer deserves to win anything that it's uh, nominated for. Um, um, but yeah, uh-oh. I mean, we're represented throughout. I mean, Best New Artist, we got her in there. Uh, but, just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> one, one little thing... Uh, it's it's kind of interesting how little in these Grammys Jay Z and Kanye West are representing, considering how many Grammys those two have between them. Yeah, I'm surprised that nobody said everything is love, even though I because mean, everything is love was a great um, piece of work, but I don't know if it was like for my top five or anything like that. It was. It didn't stand up. Mm-mm. It was like a good moment. Yeah, it was a great. It was. Moment. It was a moment, but it didn't stand up. Yeah. You know, looking at this list also reminded me of, uh, what was it? Oh, Good For What. It's mm. funny how that song was so big when it initially came out. And I, I just don't feel like we talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. I, I always, I don't know, partially just because it's derivative. Yeah. All right, well, that's the end of this. <laughs> Damn, bro. That's just how you gonna run. Well, that uh, is how we feel about 2018. Like, you know why? Because I want bigger and better things in 2019, man. 
New Year, new me. Just kidding. I, I hate I that hate sign. that shit. <laughs> I hate that saying. Just continue to keep moving forward. Greater progress. than or equal. Yeah. Slow progress is progress. <laughs> right. Don't forget. All right. So we're going to go out on... I don't know. Well, first of all, y'all what? know where you can find us, right? Uh, we are through the crate. You can find us on every social media. Uh, what a, Instagram, Facebook, uh, MySpace, um, um, Friendster, um, Friendster, Tumblr. <laughs> uh, what a Pinterest, uh, Napster, Napster. Um, black people meet Torrent sites Black Black yeah. Planet Black Planet uh, We on um, all that shit Through the crate <laughs> Search it uh, And we out this motherfuckers Aw, oh, deuces Young black nigga trapped And he can't change No, he a genius He just can't claim it Cause they left him no platform To explain it He frustrated So he get faded like deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. It's dedication.